I love that. So where's my hundred bucks? Good morning, friends. My name is Courtney Greger, and I'm the pastor of Connections at Marine Covenant. So I want to welcome you. As we've been saying all along, if you're new or newer, we want to get you connected to this body of faith. So um, check out our website and go to start here so I can reach out to you. This passage in Romans is one of my favorites in all of the scriptures. And theologian Karl Barth calls this chapter the most important chapter about the gospel in the whole of the New Testament. He said it brings everything together because it's actually all about the Holy Spirit, the one who enables us to live with God. It is, said Bart, the eternal yes chapter in the Bible. I love that. Well, as you know, we're just focusing on a few verses, and um, today we're going to look at verse 2b. So let me give you from verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Friends, it's my hope that by the end of our time today, that you'll both see the um, eternal, the eschatological end time word God has for us about God's glory, and also how we get to participate with God and the glory God has for us today. This short phrase about boasting in the hope of the glory of God is really about living as God's shiny people. It's about living as those who reflect God's glory, both for now and forevermore. Would you please join me in prayer? God, thank you for these friends, old and new, that gather around their screens. I pray that you would hide me behind your word today, that you would shine forth, and that because we've had this time together in your word, God, that you'd bring the good fruit of that to us and through us, that we would bless others, that we would in fact reflect your glory, your warmth, your love, your goodness, your grace to every single person we meet. And so wherever you are, God's children, join me in saying, amen. Well, the first question I had when I looked at this passage was, well, what on earth is the glory of God? I mean, if you've studied anything in the Old Testament, you might know the phrase Shekinah glory, which is sort of a visual of God's magnificent glory. Um, so I went to one of my favorite writers, Finkbeiner's, Dallas Willard coming your way. Um, he describes God's glory this way. He says, glory is the magnificent outpouring of the radiant splendor of God's power, strength, beauty, and goodness. So here's an image that was helpful to me. It's sort of like this. We think about God's grace as this downward movement toward us. And when we glorify him, it's then the upward movement of that praise. We boast in the hope of the glory of God, not in ourselves, but in what God has done for us and continues to do for us. So let's take a few minutes and unpack this. Um, last week, Jeff helped us understand the first phrases of this passage, that through faith, we are prosagos. We are led toward a life in Jesus. And we now live right in God's grace and that God has invited us into the throne room. I loved last week when Jeff said, you can climb right up onto God's knee. And today's 11 words, are actually dependent on the words that Jeff introduced to us last week. Our boasting and rejoicing in the hope of the glory of God, it's only possible because we have faith in Jesus Christ. So I want to affirm for you that anyone who calls Jesus 
Lord and Savior stands fully accepted based on what has been accomplished by God in the person of Jesus Christ. Well, confession time, I did sort of nerd out this week as I was looking at the original language. Um, If you've looked at different translations over the time that you've been a follower of Jesus, you notice that the words that the translators use are different. And so the verse we're studying that Matisse memorized um, uses the word boast. So we boast in the hope of the glory of God. But another possible translation for that um, is the word kakaomai, um, I know, I think that's how it's pronounced, um, is the word rejoice. So it's we rejoice or we boast. And it, to me, it seems sort of strange at first rate reading. Why would I rejoice or boast in the glory of God? What does it mean? And then what does it mean for our lives? You know, this is the so what of studying scripture, right? Well, in what do we rejoice or boast? The only thing in which you and I can boast If there's anything good in me or in you, it is due to God's work shaping our lives. Any reflection of love, kindness, gentleness, peace, goodness, any of the fruit of the Spirit is due to God polishing you and polishing me so that we reflect Him. N.T. Wright, the theologian, said this, Worship is acknowledging and honoring the presence of God. You know, God stays who God is. We get to be changed. And our boasting is possible because of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. Because this is already accomplished, we get to be shiny people. Well, there are, of course, numerous other places in the scripture that talk about God's glory. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we've fallen short and we get to boast How how is that possible? Well, let's look in another place where God's glory is talked about in scripture. Let's go back to our old buddy, Moses. So when Moses is leading the Israelites through the wilderness to the promised land, dude, he found himself worn down, frustrated, uncertain about how to even keep going. And he made this fairly remarkable statement to God in Exodus 33, 18. He said, show me your glory. Bold, I think. Is anyone feeling that today? Are you feeling worn down or burned out or frustrated? And so I invite you to pray this prayer today. God, show me your glory. Show me who you are. We know that God's response to Moses was significant. God said these profound words. He said, I will cause all of my goodness to pass in front of you. Friends, God's glory is in God's goodness. I'm going to say that again. God's glory is in God's goodness. The writer of the Psalms said, the heavens declare the glory of God. Ever seen a night sky? You know, I know this because I went with some of y'all to Yosemite last year. Some few people are cray-cray. You love to camp and you want to be out where it's super, super dark and there are bugs and other things I don't like. If you know me, I'm sure by now you've heard me say I camp at the Sheraton. That's what I know how to do. But part of the beauty, and as I get to know you campers better, um, part of the reason you want to do that is because the darkness allows you to see the stars more brightly, right? And of course, it's spectacular, right, Yosemite. So, Six months ago, I moved into a home that's new to me, and I live at the bottom of a canyon, and let me tell y'all, it is so dark here at night. There is no ambient light. It's not terrifying, but it is terrifically dark. I will just say that. And you know what happens? 
I can see the stars. They are so brilliant. So those stars, as the psalmist said, they're declaring the glory of God. They are brilliant. Whoever made those stars, and we know it's God, is amazing. So to glorify God in my life means to evoke that same kind of response. When I see someone doing good, acting in love, that is a reflection of God in them. Listen to how Dallas Willard describes this. He said, to glorify God means to think and act in such a way that the goodness, greatness, and beauty of God are constantly obvious to ourselves and those around us. It means to live in such a way that when people see us, they thank God for who God is, that God would create such a life. Can we be shiny enough and Christ-like enough to reflect God's glory? The answer is we can. This last week, week, I asked the Maher family to show us an object lesson with their children that might help us to understand this. Kiddos, um, if you email me later, I'll send you instructions on how you can do this at home. Take a look. Good morning. We are so grateful to be um, helping this week, and we are going to help by doing a little science experiment to help with Pastor Courtney's message. All right, so we are all made in God's image. God made you, God made you, God made you, he made me. (laughs) And we are all children of God. We're all children of God. We're a special gift and a blessing to others. Right, Jack, and it says in scripture, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. That is such a nice promise. But Jack, something happened. We were born into a sinful world. Uh Uh-oh, where there was sin and sadness and sickness and, can we get alleys? So everyone hold up their penny. Okay, we're like these pennies. Can you guys hold it up still? Where is it, Jack? Show us your penny. Look at these pennies, they're so dirty and they're banged up and they're bent. Everett has a really dirty one. Here's Jack's, here's Everett's. Oh, so banged up, look at that. And Kira's too, did you hold yours up, sweetie? Yes. They're so banged up and dirty. These poor pennies, they get tossed out. They get left on the roadside. We found Everett's on the trail. We think maybe someone's a horse stomped on it or something, right? A cow. A cow stepped on it. Oh, life is rough, but God didn't leave it that way. So God says, I want more for you. Sit down, Jack. God says, I want more for you. We are a reflection of his character. Okay. Yeah, we're a reflection of his character. And that means he takes all of us. Because <laughs> we're precious to him. And so he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus. Here's our, here's our, here's our vinegar. Vinegar and salt. And we're going to put our pennies in there. And we're going to push them around. Because Jesus is the living water. Yep, go ahead. Okay, go ahead and put yours in. Hey, okay, Jack, put yours in. Put mine in. Drop it in. There you go. Now let's swirl it around. Let's see what happens. So I don't know if everyone out there can see, but I've got all four of our pennies in here. And we are, can you see it from the bottom, swirling it around. And this is us giving to Jesus. I think I think this is going to be the hardest test. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens. And we're swirling these around. Swirl, 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 swirl. And <laughs> 
There we are. And Jesus as the living water. Yeah, that's when we did before. We, we are restored. We are refreshed. We are reborn. And let's see what these pennies look like now. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, look at these pennies. Wow. Look at how shiny. Jack, there's yours. Kira, here's yours. Let's see Everett's. Wow, Everett's was really banged up. It's, it's still, um, here's mine, all shiny. So that's how God sees us. We are precious to him. We are like shiny pennies. You want to try to get it out? Everett's is still banged up. Yeah, his is still banged up. That one really uh, needs it. Needed it. Can you get it out? Let's take it this way. There we are. Whoa. Look at Everett. Still has a little grime, so that one's going to be washed again. Should we put that one back in there, Everett? Yeah. Okay. All right. But we are so grateful that we get to reflect God's glory. Am I done? And we get to be shiny pennies for him. Are we done? And we're done. Thank you. Can we get a little applause? I mean, really, how cute are those children? It is not lost on me that just like those pennies, we need the cleansing solution. Oh, double entendre, solution. There we go. The solution for our sin, for the brokenness of this world, is to let Jesus wash us and cleanse us. God's love and the baptism of the Holy Spirit make us clean and shiny. C.S. Lewis is an author, and our uh, Sunday producer, Daryl, loves C.S. Lewis. So, D, this is for you. Lewis said, to be loved by God, not merely pitied, but delighted in, as an artist delights in his work or in a child. It seems impossible, but it is so, my friends. Glory, oh glory, as brightness, splendor, luminosity, he said. We are to shine as the sun. We have been given the morning star in Jesus Christ. God knows that even that would be bounty enough, but God does something greater. God invites us to pass on God's goodness, to re receive it ourselves, to become a part of it by sharing it with others. 2 Corinthians 2 says this, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, we're being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord. See, that's why we get to boast in the hope of the glory of God, because it comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Lewis also said this, there are no ordinary people. You and I, we've never talked to a mere mortal. Next to the Holy Sacrament of Communion, he says, your neighbor is the holiest object presented to your senses. The holiest object, because God, the glorified and glorifier, is hidden in us. You know, we heard earlier, as Pastor Danny was sharing, all the ways, or many of the ways, people are reflecting God in this time, where we're getting to show up in medical practices, or at schools, or at the food bank. I want to tell you about a shiny person I know. My dear friend, Lynn, uh, is a ballerina and a lover of God. And when we all needed to stay at home, 
she said, Court, I'm going to reach out to my neighbors because I have a lot of elderly neighbors and I know they can't go to the store and that's something I can do for them. And two of those neighbors in particular have sort of attached themselves to Lynn, of course, six feet apart. But every week, Lynn, again, a ballerina, not a chef, is going to the store and buying groceries for these gals. And they have some really specific things. Lynn um, has spent a lot of time in Nugget Market wandering the aisles looking for things like pearl onions. She didn't know what those were. Um, but here's what's happened. Because Lynn is doing this, she's blessing her neighbors. But she's also interacting every single week with the people at Nugget Market. And she said to me when we were walking, she said, you know, um, I said to the clerk at the fish counter, because she was buying fish for Maryland, she said, um, I feel so sad that you can't see me smiling behind my mask. I'm smiling at you. And he said, oh, I know you're smiling at me. I can see it in your eyes. You see, Lynn is so determined to express and extend the love of God. That's why she doesn't like the mask. I don't like the mask for other reasons. But I love that I can see the reflection of God in her in this um, maybe simple task of grocery shopping for others. She said now when she walks by the fish counter, he flags her down and waves to her, the worker. I think she is reflecting the glory of God. Nowen, Henry Nowen reminds us that our brokenness is visible and tangible. It's concrete and it's specific. So too, my friends, is our reflection of God's glory in which we rejoice and we boast. I want you to take a couple of minutes to think about this. Um, Daryl's going to grab the screen and give you a list of questions. You'll see a countdown clock. Maybe you can only answer one question this morning. That's fine. But this is for you. Feel free to um, respond in the chat. So when we boast in the glory of God, we are creatures living confidently into the fulfillment of the creator's purpose for his creation. Simply put, friends, God is glorified when we live the life of grace on earth that we get to live due to God's grace extended to us in Jesus. Second century Saint Irenaeus said, um, God receives external glory when humans are truly alive. This reflects John 10.10. 10. The thief has come only to steal and kill and destroy. But I, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Where in your life can you see God's glory reflected? Where are you shiny? Where do you need to ask God to cleanse you so that you might reflect his glory? The mercy of God never fails us. We are held in his loving hands every moment and God is remarkably gracious. He does not chide, nor will God withhold God's love from us, ever polishing, wiping clean the places where we've been tarnished by our own brokenness or the brokenness of the world. There's something I want you to consider this week. This is also on the PDF in the email that some of you received this morning. I want you to consider where you can look for and find God's glory. May we find God in all things, friends, in order that we might love God and serve God in all we do, all we say, all we are. God's glory is God's goodness. We are meant to enjoy God's goodness, both now 
and forevermore. I'm going to quote Dallas Willard, the same thing I said to you at the beginning. Glory, God's glory is the magnificent outpouring of the radiant splendor of God's power, strength, beauty, and goodness. Friends, God's goodness and glory go ahead of you. They're reflected by you, and surely his goodness is trailing and even running after you.